Chapter 12 of Mystery of the Caribbean Pearls by Andy Adams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12 Double Chance. The sudden nightfall, the quick spread of darkness, was most fortunate for Biff. He selected a secluded spot not far from the arched gateway and holed in to catch his breath and figure out his next move. Biff was very well pleased with the way he had tricked the giant crunch. Derek had escaped. He must have met Uncle Charlie. The problem now was, how was Biff going to rejoin them? As he sat on the warm sand, wondering if he should start the long walk back to Wilmstad, he heard shouts and angry voices coming from the main house. A knife of light cut into the darkness as the door opened. Out at a run came Diet, Specks and Crunch. Get the car, Specs, Dietz's order rang out. Crunch and I will search the grounds. Meet us at the gate. Biff's first idea of hearing the words was to move out fast, put as much distance as possible between him and the main house and the searchers. Then a second idea came to him. It was a daring idea. It was a dangerous one. He decided to wait and see if he could put his plan into effect. Two sweeping streaks of light told Biff that Specs was on his way to the gate in the car. It pulled up and stopped just outside the gate, not more than ten feet from Biff's place of concealment. Biff could hear Dietz and Crunch thrashing about in the underbrush. All right, Crunch, Biff heard Dietz shout. They're not here. Come on to the gate. Moments later, Biff saw Dietz join Specs by the front of the car. They stood in the glare of its headlights. That stupid fool, Dietz said angrily. I don't know whether to believe him or not. Do you think he was seeing things? Look, boss, Crunch is stupid. He's too stupid to dream up a story like that. Maybe you're right, but why would that Zook kid come back here after he had escaped? You got me, boss, unless he hid something there and came back for it. What? What would he have left when he got away? It just doesn't make any sense. Biff smiled at Dietz's confusion. It sure doesn't make sense to you, Mr. Dietz, he said to himself. And I don't get Keen's coming out here, Dietz went on. He certainly doesn't think I'd tell him where Brom Zook is. He's not that dumb. Yeah, you wouldn't tell him even if you knew, Specs replied. That was a piece of information valuable to Biff. Now he knew for certain that Dietz didn't know where Derek's father was. Nobody seemed to know. Mighty tough on Derek, Biff said to himself. The giant crunch came up. Get in, you big lug, Dietz commanded. In the front, stupid, with specks. There was anger in Dietz's voice, but no fear. Biff wondered why the giant Carib Indian stood such verbal abuse. He could tear Dietz apart. Dietz climbed in and specks put the car in gear. It started off slowly. Biff went into action. Doubled up, running low, he overtook the car, hopped onto the rear bumper, and grasped the trunk handle. This was a dangerous thing to do. Biff realised it. But what better chance did he have of getting away, and getting away fast? Biff appreciated the humour of the situation, too. Here was Dietz out looking for him, and all the time only the length of the limousine's trunk lid separated the two. My enemy is giving me a lift to town, Biff chuckled. Darn nice of him. Biff had to hold on tight as the car gained speed. It lurched and careened around the sharp turns of the curving road. By the time Specs reached the paved highway, 
Biff had had enough. He knew he couldn't be hurt too much if he was thrown off the car on the sand road, but if he fell off on a paved highway with a car going at high speed, he could be seriously injured. He also realized that a following car would spot him easily hanging onto the trunk. As Spet slowed down to turn into the main highway, Biff dropped off the car and skipped over to the side of the road. The limousine headed for Willemstad. Now what? Biff asked himself. Do they pick up hitchhikers in Curatio? He walked out to the main road. He was just in time to see the taillights of the limousine disappear as the car rounded a curve. Biff was startled by the sound of another car starting, just a short distance up the road in the opposite direction from Wilmerstad. The car's lights came on. It headed toward Biff. Biff stepped back into the darkness. The car came at the dirt road gaining speed. Its tyre screeched as the driver cut sharply off the paved road onto the dirt one. Biff recognised the car. "'Hey, Uncle Charlie!' Biff shouted at the top of his voice as the sports car shot past him. At first, Biff didn't think his shot had been heard over the sound of the car's engine. Then the car braked sharply. Biff ran up to it. Charlie Keene hopped out. "'You're okay, Biff. Crunch didn't get you.' "'See for yourself, Uncle Charlie. I got away all right.' Derek joined them. "'A million thanks to you, Biff.' and a million more pardons for my ever having suspected you or your uncle. Forget it, Derek. I don't blame you for being suspicious. How could you help it when I even had your pearl? Well, Biff, to be truthful, I did think for a while that maybe the real reason you wanted me to impersonate you at the airport was so that you could get my coat. That's one joke I won't be trying again for a long, long time. It turned out for the good, though, didn't it? Derek replied. Diet still doesn't know there are two of us, either two Derricks or two Biffs. The boys laughed. How do you know I'd be here? Biff asked his uncle. I didn't, Biff. I was afraid Crunch might have caught you. So was Derek. I was pretty sure that Dietz would head back to Wilmerstadt as soon as I left. What made you so sure? I told Dietz that I'd left Derek there. If Dietz can prevent Derek from getting to Martinique, he still has a chance to jump the Zook claim. Because I have to sign the permit for the working permit, Biff, Derek said. Biff was thinking fast. Another plan was developing in his mind. Look, Uncle Charlie, he said, if you and Derek could get to Martinique without Dietz, it would be a good break, wouldn't it? The best ever, Biff. What have you got in mind? Suppose I take Derek's place again. You can't, Biff. You can't sign those papers. That would be forgery, Charles Keane reminded him. Oh, I don't mean that I'd go to Martinique, Biff said. What are you getting at, Uncle Charlie demanded. Suppose I go back to the Hacienda. When Dietz and company return, Dietz will think he still has Derek under his thumb, and that would give you and Derek plenty of time to get set up in Martinique. Uncle Charlie didn't reply at once. He was considering Biff's daring plan. Don't like it, Biff. It would work out well for us, sure, but you might get hurt. I'm thinking of crunch. Oh, come on now, Uncle Charlie. I've been in tighter spots than this one I've described, Biff said boldly, confidently. His inner feelings didn't match his spoken optimism. Derek tells me crunch is really a gentle person. Except when he's aroused, Derek cut in, 
He didn't harm me, not once. But one time when I tried to follow him, when he went for our meals, he picked me up and threw me on the cot, as if I were a small puppy. Believe me, Uncle Charlie, I have no intention of antagonizing Crunch, Biff assured him. And I'll think up some reason for being there. Uncle Charlie rubbed his jaw. Well, Biff, I still don't like the idea at all, but it surely would give us the time we need. We've got to get the working permit, and I've got to fuel my seaplane. You're weakening, aren't you, Uncle Charlie? I guess I am, Biff. I'll come back for you in a couple of days. Dietz will free you once I'm convinced him you aren't the real Derek Zook. Good. We'll do it, then. But before I go back to the Hacienda and surrender myself... I could use some food. How about you, Derek? Hungry? You missed your nightly feed. I'm with you, Biff. I know an eating place not too far from here, Uncle Charlie said. Let's go. Dietz won't be back for a couple of hours, anyway. An hour and a half later, Uncle Charlie and Derek dropped Biff off on the sand shell road leading to the hacienda. Lots of luck, Biff, Uncle Charlie said, placing an affectionate hand on his nephew's shoulder. My best wishes go with you too, Biff, Derek said, holding out his hand, and my thanks for all you have done and are going to do. Biff watched the sports car head towards Curacho. Then he turned and walked down the starlit road. He didn't feel quite so brave with his uncle and Derek gone. He couldn't know how Dietz would react when he discovered Derek had again walked right back into the trap. Biff did think that he had a good story as his explanation for returning. It was a story he felt sure would prevent Dietz from harming him. Once again, Biff's plan was going to backfire. End of chapter 12